welcome to another episode of the Lipstick League. I'm Natalie Aganoff. And I'm Nicole Mahalik. And yo, this is crazy that we're talking about the Phillies in October and we're talking about the Eagles being excited. Like, it's weird. And like, I, I'm so sick of doing the whole, like, I don't know, I'm nervous. I'm like, screw it. Like, screw it. We're just like embracing the fact that like this is happening and there's other stuff obviously going on within sports that we're going to talk to but the fact that like the Phillies won their first series and we obviously talk, have to talk about the song the locker room song the locker room song yes Phillies red October in Philadelphia and like you said uh Eagles five and oh undefeated like crazy crazy it's unbelievable I went for a walk on Monday and there was a guy dressed as a banana singing and dancing in Rittenhouse Square. And I was like, this is what happens when you win in Philadelphia. There's people are dressing like bananas and singing in the square. Um, yeah. And you know what else I realized? I, I've been noticing so many people wearing Phillies gear when I'm walking around and I haven't seen that in literally 12 years. You know I, what I mean? Like yeah. it's weird. Yeah. Everybody's representing and it's nice too, because it's like, everybody's got their Eagles gear on and then they're putting on their Phillies gear. It's like, yeah. Bring from head to toe. It's been so fun. It's been fun to watch the Phillies, um, win. How did your family take the loss last week? You revealed that your family secret was the Cardinals. Um, the, uh, Mahalik household is a household of Cardinals fans. Yeah, so how, I did. How did, um, how'd your dad take it? He was okay. He actually was mad because he they left obviously that pitcher in, right? They yeah. left the pitcher in for St. Louis and he should have been taken out. And they're like, they did it to themselves. So he just was like, yeah. I mean, they still won the central division. So they still at least, you know, the Phillies were a wild card. Um, so, but my dad, my dad, it's I'm so much like my 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 parents are both very, very sweet in a sense. My dad's more witty, which is where I get it from. But both of my parents are very much like into the underdogs. So that's how I am. And my dad is very much like the Phillies haven't won anything in so long. Like it's okay that they won, you know? That's nice. And, yeah. And yeah. even last year, um, it was funny. I had a winner on the air who I was like, oh, what do you think of the Phillies? He's like, well, Nicole, I'm just going to say it. I'm a Braves fan. And I was like, what? And then um, he's like, and I was like, how the hell did you become a Braves fan? He's like, well, my parents tried to raise us Met fans. I'm like, this call keeps getting worse. Right, and, right, right. But anyway, what I was saying though is, I mean, that's another whole story, which is insane about how the Mets were dominating the division all season and then choked and lost to the Padres. Like it's wild, 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 wild that that happened. But I was happy for the Braves last year, you know, like Atlanta hadn't won anything in so long. I know people like, I yeah. hate the Braves, hate the Braves. Cause you know, they're in our division, but I was excited for them. Like I was excited for the city. I think when they went through in the Super Bowl, when they lost so tragically to the Patriots, like the city needed that. So I'm down for it. Now they won, move it along. And Georgia won the, the champ, the national championship. Yeah, so they've had so their like, they're done. Like, no, yeah. Atlanta has got their fill of championships. Like, okay, thank you next, you know, thank you next. Yeah, I, it's, it's fun. And then, I mean, look, the Braves are a really good baseball team, but the Phillies are just, they're hot right now. You know, even that game yesterday, first game of the NLDS, I, it's, it's amazing. And it's baby steps that we're here. I've been drinking out of my Bryce Harper souvenir cups. You know, I feel like we've talked about we're big mugs and cups gals. We love it. <laughs> love a mug love and a mugs, cup. Loves mugs and cups, my souvenir cup. Um, 
that I've been drinking out of. And I feel like it does. It just changed, changes the atmosphere in Philadelphia when it's like playoff baseballs in the air. So it's well, been, it, it's it is. I actually, full disclosure, had to turn off the game yesterday because I was so the Braves got that hit in, in the ninth and it was seven, six. And I like, couldn't handle it. It's scary. And you know, I think I've revealed that, that when the villain, when Villanova was playing for the national championship game in 2018, I had to also turn it off because I couldn't handle it. And I grew up a, my dad's a massive UNC fan. So obviously I was rooting for Villanova, but it was so, it was too much for me. I had to turn it off. I was like, I will just wait for the notification to come in. That's, I, that's what I had. I was on the air yesterday and I had to turn off the game because I couldn't, I couldn't focus. It was making me too stressed. There's yeah. something about baseball and basketball, like football. I could, I could stick it out for whatever reason. I don't know why, but baseball and basketball, I get so nervous and I'm just like, like my stomach hurts and I just like hate it. And you know, what's even crazier. The fact that like the Sixers first game is next week. That's oh. even nuts. So like, there's a chance that we could be like rooting for the Phillies, the Sixers and the Eagles all in at the same time. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's horrible. And it's right there. I, there's been so many tweets about Philadelphia sports fans. And of course it's like the world revolves around us. I've been saying that for years and it still does. And we are the center of the universe. Fine. Um, and the sports world knows now too, because everybody wants to be a Philadelphia sports fan. All the national pundits are like, we love Philadelphia. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like the best part about being a Philadelphia sports fan is how in love you are with the teams. But the worst part is like you're saying, turning the games off is how in love you are with the team. Yeah. Too. It's horrible. And then, and then if there's three going at once, all the attention is going to be on us anyway, because everybody's good. Right. And then the Sixers are such a story in Philly because it's, you know, another year, Joel Tyrese Maxey, he's playing out of his mind in the preseason. Yeah. Like the reports that are coming out about him, it's like, we are at the peak. Yeah. And it's such a fun peak to be at, but it is, it's nauseating at the same time. (laughs) I know. How do you, how do you like, resolve the internal angst yeah and this is what I wanted to say so obviously the Eagles won on Sunday and you know we beat um the Cardinals but we beat the Cardinals because the Cardinals kicker missed the field goal which yeah the videos coming out of like people with the fan and like people blowing and that it's so funny people are very creative um if you want to see them the Eagles posted a bunch of them on their Instagram reels but um everybody was so excited. And I was like, stop, 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 Like, first of all, the kicker for the Cardinals is from Montgomery County, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Local, but, and shout out obviously to Dicker, the kicker who came in for a hurt Jake Elliott and he won NFC special teams player of the week. Like amazing. Student of the week, every week, they're getting like the gold star. It's a fifth consecutive uh, week in a row that they've had like some sort of NFC player of the week. We're like the first time in franchise history. history. So anyway, I'm like, you can't celebrate another person's misfortune. So we could be excited that we won, but like, don't, because this is what happened. Like, I'll never forget when we watched the double doink game. So it's the double doink. It's against the bears. Cody Parkey misses it and people went crazy. The city went crazy. Don't you even remember that like the Pico tower was like lit up, like 
double doink eagles win everybody went crazy and i kept saying no 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 if you know anything about karma and like buddhist like being a buddhist like you cannot celebrate others misfortune this you could celebrate your win and be yeah. like okay we won and like even somebody tagged me today where they're like oh dallas sucks let's do videos i was like no you have to focus on the good of the eagles not the misfortune of the cowboys and so that time when everybody was so obsessed with Cody Park, because we didn't win because of us. We won because of Cody Parkey. And then they, they wanted to celebrate that. Like, no, no, no. And then what happened was, what? Not even six months later, we had the quadruple doink in Toronto against the Raptors. So it's like, that's what you have to keep in mind. Like, celebrate that the Eagles won, but then focus on what the Eagles can keep doing well to beat the Cowboys. It's like, you have to have that when an, an object in motion stays in motion. So like focus on the positive motion of us, not the negative effect of someone else. Yes, Who knew I, we would be doing physics? Who knew we'd be doing physics? I Look, this is like our, phys- it seems that this is our like physics season, right? It's yeah. like, it's, yeah, but we're, we're just explaining the laws of attraction and science here on the Lipstick League. Um, uh, I know we're jumping all over the place, but I wanted to talk about the Phillies Robin dancing on my own. Now, it's they're playing the Callum Scott remix version, but the song is a Robin classic gay banger. Like we need to give the gays credit for this. Like this song came out in 2010 from yeah. Robin, who is a gay icon. Yes. And, yes. and it, it, and like the lyrics are like, I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. Oh. And then it's like, I keep dancing on my own, right? So Callum Scott, who is a younger British artist with Tiesto, remixed this. And it's, you know, it's kind of blew up again. And so that is what they're actually playing. And so people keep saying it's a Callum Scott song. I'm like, Robin, it's Robin. No, it's totally Robin. Yeah. And then... It's also like the remix version because the original version is like a slow, sad song. So I was actually listening to WIP the other day and they play it and they're like, <laughs> like Jody Cameron's like, this isn't it. What is this? Because it's this like slow song because the producer got the wrong version. He didn't get the actual like techno version, right? So they also been playing Dua Lipa and Elton John which is hilarious because Dua Lipa is also a current gay icon. And so I'm like, this is so gay in the best way because, you know, there's those old school, very ignorant people that are like, that's so gay. No, this is like so gay and like the best, coolest. Like the gays always are setting the trends. Like, oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, that are in the know. And so I'm like, listen, like, yes, like let's make baseball gay. Let's let's go. Like, let's well, do a leap of Robin Techno. Let's go. I, I think it just shows too how much fun again, the fun, the teams are having fun. Yeah. And then you're there's videos like they're singing and dancing and jumping around together. And then, you know, you think about like you look at videos of there's Jordan Mylata and Jordan Davis, like with oh microphones in their hands, like singing. What were they so singing? Keep like, sweat or somebody like that. Like, yeah, it's I, I feel like it's, if that's the vibe that they're on is that fun, upbeat, like Dua Lipa, Elton John. That's like my favorite song of all time. I think it's one of the greatest songs that has ever been released. That wow. song. I, I believe that. And it's, I'm never tired of that song, Dua Lipa, yeah. Elton John. It's weird. And then, it 
the Robin one too. I said, one, or, why don't they pull out, show me love. Oh my show God, show me love. Baby, show me love. Are we like we showing our age? Oh my God. I remember. I've never dreamed. I used to watch that on the box all the time. And it's. It's also Clearly, Natalie and I thank God we're beautiful women because we don't have we don't have voices of angels. We talk on the radio. We don't sing on the radio for <laughs> Oh my reasons. god, I forgot about show me love. Damn it, Robin. Like, oh my God, so good. But yeah, like but we'll he, say, you know, the Eagles have been playing in the locker room meek mill dreams and nightmares and i'm like eh. like you need a new you need a song for you i well i agree and i like that that's what i was gonna say is like how historically it's like all these like gay anthems right but it doesn't matter like this younger generation like they're just kind of like this is a good vibe and we're vibing with it and totally. like we don't like they don't care about their perception almost and i find it refreshing and interesting yeah again it's just a group of dudes who are like having a good time and like no but i was saying the fact that the the super bowl season did dreams and nightmares and oh I feel yeah like they need an original song for this season i i agree like it kind of hypes them up i mean meek maybe meek should just drop one or they need to find maybe they'll get inspired by robin <laughs> yeah i don't know like let's see hold on let's see what's 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 popping right now in the charts maybe we can see you know what's going on here somebody used to listen to patty smith in the um locker room take me now baby here as i am i feel like uh, that's good um oh see unstoppable unstoppable that's a good one that's that's a good one i feel like that's a little is that like movie movie maybe a little bit i mean there's honestly beyonce cuff it also a good one um Oh, how is lose yourself Eminem and shallow Lady Gaga like is uh, number 20 and 21 on the mm-hmm. iTunes charts isn't that crazy life is a highway funny oh super freaky girl Nicki Minaj is good I haven't heard that what oh my god it's like you know I rapped to Nicki Minaj once you did wait i think you didn't you do it on here or maybe i was asking you to can i get that trone can i get that henny can i get that coke can i get that remy can i get that margarita on the rust can i get that salt all around that river <laughs> do you think you could try do you think you could buy me a bottle of rose <laughs> yeah i did and she did not laugh me i think i was also that song was really hot at the time so i was more that was kind of a um you know did you do that? You did that on stage, right? No. What are you crazy? No, I didn't do it on stage. I did it to her. She came to the radio station when I was working at Q102 and I did it in front of her and she just like thought it was like hilarious. But I also was like, that was, I knew the, the lyrics better. I knew the inflection better. Well, yeah. You weird. just did it on the fly. You're just yeah. dropping bars on the fly. So you That's never what know I'm- what you're Look again, never know physics to rap. <laughs> Wait, to rap. so we should talk about two two big things that happened in the NFL. Obviously, is the Matt Rule firing, and we love him here in Philly because what he did to Temple. But it is really interesting, and obviously, there are many people who cover this a lot, where they talk about how it's very hard for a successful college coach to then become a successful um, 
NFL coach and it didn't work with Bill O'Brien. Remember like Bill O'Brien came to Penn state after Joe Paterno got fired and slash passed away. And he he did a massive resurgence of that program. And instead of sticking with them, his ego got the best of it. He went to the, he went to the Texans and like all hell broke loose there. It was awful, you know? And then it was obviously, um, what happened with urban Meyer was like such a joke what he did with Jacksonville, like just terrible. Um, and then, you know, Pete Carroll is really the only one that has seen success and he hasn't, he's been, I would say he's pretty been pretty successful in Seattle. He he's made that transition, but obviously when you look to see what, um, Matt rule did when he was in college and he worked, he, he re he completely redid temples team and he really did all, he redid Auburn's team. And then he went into the NFL and nothing like he just couldn't, he couldn't translate. So I find that really fascinating. Obviously there are experts that can explain more why that is, but I do find it pretty fascinating that Pete Carroll's really one of the only ones that like made it happen kind of seamlessly. Yeah. I, you know, what's weird too, is I don't, know enough and I'm I'm sure that there's somebody in the NFL who can pinpoint exactly what the situation is and why they don't translate like into the NFL right it's like because what makes you a successful NFL coach there's one example and I say this I say it all the time it's Bill Belichick he's the rule he's he's not or he's the exception and the rule because there's yeah. only one person who's been so successful in the NFL. And it's like, whatever made him successful is like what you should try and find. But again, it's like he, because he's accept, he, because he's the exception and the role, it's like, it's hard to replicate. And it's like, where else do you go for experience for head coaches at right. that level for football? If you don't go to colleges, right? Because right. that's where your players are coming from. It's, it's such a weird, um, like, dichotomy if that's like the right word yeah Um, and I would say the second most successful is probably Andy Reid I mean Andy Reid's managed because even you think what he's done with Donovan Alex Smith now Patrick Mahomes I mean it's been he I would say if it wasn't Bill Belichick it was it was Andy Reid but the thing that's really interesting about Bill Belichick which leads me because I really want to talk about what happened with um Devontae Adams in the Raiders game but how Bill Belichick's assistants never make it as head coaches. So Josh McDaniels is now the head coach for the Raiders and they, he can, he's making dumb mistakes. Like the fact that they had to run, they had to run one, one yard and he fucking threw the ball. Like I'm not a, a X's and O's person by any means, but my God, there were so many decisions that he made in that game were like, he shouldn't have went for two. He should have just kicked it. He decided to throw like dumb, like ego mistakes that it's really interesting. And then even Joe judge, who was the coach for the giants who ruined that program. And like, say, obviously we hate the giants, but like what the giants had been managing to do with a new coach, like Joe, there was so much just turmoil and like toxicity with Joe judge. And he came from the Patriots tried to become the head coach of the giants. It was an epic fail. And guess what? He's now back at the Patriots. So it happens a lot where same thing with what's his name, Matt. Um, he was the coach of the lions. 
Oh, Matt um, Patricia. Matt Patricia. Same thing with Matt Patricia. Genius at the Patriots, left to go, couldn't do it at the Lions, came back to the Patriots. And then, and then again, and then, then you have the Doug Petersons of the world, yeah. you know, who came right from high school and right into the <laughs> And, oh my God. I'm one like, of <laughs> No, I don't, it's, it's one of those weird things. And again, the relationships he had here in Philly, I was kind of cracking up what people were saying about the tweets. They're like, I'm just going to, because the uh, Panthers have to pay him out like $5 million a year or something like crazy. Um, $62 million contract is what he got to leave Baylor. Yeah. And so oh, I said Auburn, it was Baylor. Sorry. I made a mistake. That's earlier. okay. They, um, yeah. So they, uh, they're going to own like $40 million. So all the tweets online were like, we're just going to send our temple temple university phone call. Please make yeah. a donation to support <laughs> your school. We're just going to forward them. to Yeah. Um, so it was just really interesting. Um, the Raiders game because it really looked like they were almost going to win the game. And then the two receivers collided at the end. And it was interesting. Just Well, first of all, like Devonte Adams, when he pushed the camera guy and which was just like insane, it was such an interesting thing to watch where you're like, whose fault is that? Right. And if you watch the end of that game where it literally, I mean, Derek Carr, it was almost like the play was like the perfect drawn up play that Devonta Adams was going to be wide open. So when you watch the end of that game, it was like the perfect drawn up play where Devonta Adams was going to be wide open and they were going to win the game. And Hunter Renfrew crashed into Devonta Adams. It was crazy. Yeah. Like, just go on Twitter and look it up. And you're like, whose fault is that? Was it, was it Hunter's? Was it Derek Carr's? Was it, you know, Josh McDaniels, it was such a horrible, just like epic fail that it was fourth and one. That's another thing that's insane. Fourth and one. Yeah. If you listen to Jason Kelsey, he says it's like a 96% rate of like, if you're, if you're fourth and one and you do a quarterback sneak, you get the yard. Yeah. If you even watch the Eagles game, they're literally, they pushed Jalen Hurts into the end zone, like pushed him. I- well, and that's what they're kind of relying on that now. And a lot of the analysts are saying like the Eagles are like perfecting, perfecting that. And that's also kind of like what's making them unstoppable. And it's like Hertz is kind of like leading the charge, right? Like you're saying, they're like, that's why they like, should, the song should be Sia. <laughs> yeah, but maybe Meek Mill could do a Sia remix. Um, unstoppable. And then me could be like, come in there and do something with Sia. Yes, that's a good idea. That would that would be a crazy remix. Although I am looking forward to Robin, like being on a float at the Phillies World Series. Yes, and that yeah, Robin, baby. like that's done. Like Robin and the Phillies, like Callum Scott could come too, obviously, and Tiesto. Yeah. So Callum Scott, Tiesto, and Robin on the float at Phillies parade. But then I really do think Meek needs to do a unstoppable remix with Sia. Yes. And Sia doesn't even like to be seen. No one sees Sia. No, so, so it could just, just be, be the- it'll just be Meek in front of the stage and then Sia will be back there with yeah. her hair. Maybe she we'll put like a giant, a- um, a- giant Eagles helmet on her. Done. Like what a, like done, done. I love it. Love it. So this is a really quick story. Talk about Devonte Devonte Adams. Obviously he came from the Packers. And so the Packers had that crazy game on Sunday 
against in the London. Giants. They play Cheerio. Cheerio. I said Aaron Rodgers had his beans on toast. <laughs> yeah. You know, we talked about how Chase Utley is moving to London or moved to London. Do you remember? Do you know that story? How he's yes, become the, the official MLB um, ambassador ambassador for Europe and his whole family got up and moved to London. I would be the sports talk radio ambassador for London. If we're taking <laughs> the MLB and the NFL, I send me over. I'll go over the pond. Wow, that would be huge for you. To talk, to talk about American sports in London. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, I don't and know. it could be called football or football. Football <laughs> or football. Oh my God, it would be like, instead of like Emily in Paris, it would be like Nat in London. Nat in London, sports, taking the sports talk over the pond. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. There's something there. Yeah, they'd, kick, they'd kick me out because they'd be like, please stop talking. Well, you know, I love British culture and I wanted to bring up that story about Sid and Nancy too because I didn't realize she was yeah. a Philadelphia woman. Well, but, we'll talk about Sid and Nancy. Yeah. And we're going to, we'll wait that for- wait That's that British for, punk rock. That's another topic. <laughs> that's going to be the end because I don't know the story. So Natalie's going to take it, but I just want to say this story really quick. So yeah. Giants played the Packers in London and they won and- it's crazy because they're four and one and the Cowboys are four and one. And I do love the fact that the Cowboys have a quarterback controversy. It's nice for someone else to finally have a quarterback controversy. And and the not the yeah. Eagles. yeah. Like thank <laughs> God that it's someone else. And, you know, I like shout out to Cooper rush. He is killing it, but I do have a soft spot for Dak Prescott because you know, we have the same birthday. That's and right. I, that's right. You're both and Leos. And he's been through a lot. I mean, his mom, he was very close to his mom. His mom oh has my God, cancer. Yeah. His brother committed suicide or died by suicide. He's been through a lot. And, but it's also really freaky that like he took over for Tony Romo when Tony Romo was hurt and Tony Romo's career was done after that. So it's just, it's, it's an interesting, weird thing how it's playing out, but um, it's nice that there's a little bit of a quarterback controversy over there and like not here. But so anyway, Giants play the Packers. Shout out to Saquon Barkley. I'm very happy for him. He's a Penn State guy. He's killing it because a lot of people thought his career was over. He's had, you know, a couple injuries and he's just a good stand-up person. He's from the Lehigh Valley and they're, they're, they're kind of killing it. And so they win. The Giants end up beating the Packers. They literally swat down two of the Giants defense, swat down two of Aaron Rodgers' passes. And so I go for a walk. It was so beautiful on Sunday. Eagles obviously didn't play till after four. So I go for a walk and I'm walking on Chestnut Street and there's these three Giants fans. I mean, sorry, edit. There's these three Packers fans walking in front of me. So they're all decked out in Packers gear. It was two guys and a girl. And we only walked like three blocks and three different people. One guy was like, yo, what's the score? And then the other guy was like, damn, oh, what a horrible loss. And so I felt so bad. I finally said something I'm like, guys, I'm like, this is terrible. I'm like, you're being harassed in Philly and the Packers didn't even play the Eagles. No. And, the, and the one guy was like, yeah, he's like, yeah, but you know, like, it's all right. These Giants fans think it's their Super Bowl. And I was like, what a Midwestern response. You know, it's okay. However, it is like, oh, this is God, bad. Yeah. Like, it's one thing for Eagles fans to harass people when the Eagles are actually playing the team. But these were just either giants fans or like random people and the one guy was wearing a 
Jordy Nelson jersey. And he was like an iconic wide receiver who now owns a farm in Kansas. I had to Google him because I was like, what happened to Jordy? Yeah, what did happen to Jordy Nelson? Yeah, he bought a farm and like moved to Kansas and is just like being a dad on a farm. Good mm-hmm. for him. I will. You know, what's interesting is Philadelphia, I feel like is becoming, like I said, it's the center of the universe. It's the center of the sports universe. Also, I feel as though now, you know, since the pandemic, it's becoming a little, there's a lot of transplants here. Having spent 34 years here, I'm noticing there's a lot of people, the influx, there influx, there's lots of other fans now. So yeah, I went to, you know, like I said, I went to the new Barstool Sports to watch the game and it's all sorts of sports fans who come to gather in one space um, to watch the game. You can't clearly can't go down to South Philadelphia, but there's lots of fans from all over the country who are coming to Philadelphia. And you know what we say? Welcome. Welcome. You know what? You came over from, actually, it was really funny where there was a tweet that was like, is this the most American thing ever where Americans show up to London and sing the national anthem at, a, at an American football game on the land that they stole at, on the, like Americans like left the UK to start their own land, started their own national anthem, stole the name football from Europe and then come back, sing the national anthem while playing American football. They're like, is there anything more American than that? It's like, Wow. Wow. Like the audacity, <laughs> the audacity. The audacity. I know. And like, no, but like Americans, we don't care. We're like, yeah, we're going to come. And you know what? Now you're going to love our sport too. Like it's, I mean, we literally named it football. Like it's hilarious. I know. I can't um, wait. All right. Um, let's do the Sid and Nancy story. I want to hear about it. Well, so <laughs> This, this podcast just is taking a turn. So I didn't realize, um, so it's, uh, today is the death of Nancy Lara Spungen. Now I've heard, I heard of the story of Sid and Nancy. I knew Sid Vicious was this rock and roller. He was part of the British punk band, Sex Pistols. And he was in this like tumultuous relationship with this woman named Nancy, what I didn't realize, and I feel like, you know me, I have like such a vast array of knowledge that I don't know how I accumulate and it lives in my brain somewhere. I knew about Sid and Nancy, knew about their relationship, knew a little bit about the Sex Pistols. I don't really love British punk like that. However, I forgot, and like, I know this in passing, I think maybe my dad told me, Nancy was like this Philly girl And they say that she was so brilliant as a child that her IQ was like off the charts, that she was so, um, she was violent. And then they like diagnosed her with like schizophrenia at 15. She did like all these bouts in these mental institutions in Philly. Just wait, I know, right? What? Wait a minute, it kind of is fitting where it's like this punk sex pistols that she's kind of attached to this, but still, nevertheless, go ahead. Oh, wait. So then she goes to, they said that like she- was so nuts that she would like bite people's faces and stuff. So leaves her home at like 15, moves to New York, then ends up in London and like wanted to date this other guy from the Sex Pistols, but like ends up being set up with Sid Vicious because he was like crazy and on drugs too. And then next thing you know, I mean, she ends up dead with a stab wound in the bathroom at the Chelsea hotel in New York. And then he's charged with it. He dies of a heroin overdose. It's this crazy, like, like seventies, like rock story that I feel like 
you know, I don't, I didn't, I know about it. I didn't know too much about it, but I always forget she's from Philadelphia. So is there like, is there a movie about it? Like somebody needs to write a movie, Sid and Nancy. So it's, it is a movie and it came out in the late eighties. And I'm like, and I think that they've redone it, but I have to say, I am the movie quality anymore i tried to watch blonde did you watch it with anna no but i heard it's like it's real. it's bad it's very traumatic it's horrible it's nauseating i didn't like it because they just show all the horrible things she went through yeah i just like also didn't like i didn't like her as matt but i'm so particular about marilyn i just think there's so many other facets to her that could be done i just felt like it was a shitty movie i feel like i just see a lot of shitty movies and there was another one about um so there was one on Sid and Nancy, but they need to redo this because I feel like they never explored like her and her mom's still alive and like lives in Huntington Valley. What? Yes. Oh my yes, God. She was, yeah. Well, yeah, that, I mean, my God, a star is born is remade 900 times. Like let's do Sid and Nancy. I don't know. She, so she became a groupie when she left Philly and followed Aerosmith, Bad Company, the New York Dolls and the Ramones. Then she flew to London with the Heartbreakers and met the Sex Pistols. Wow. Yeah, and then but she I'm assuming they never had kids or anything, right? No, I think that they were too, too and- drunk and whatever the deal was back then. But yeah, it's nuts. So like, yeah, they moved into this hotel, the Chelsea Hotel, and then they like found her dead. But that, now there's like all this speculation of whether Sid did it or if it was this drug dealer and all this well, stuff. Well, that's what's yeah. so crazy when you think at times before technology, before the internet, there's so many things that people got away with that no one ever knew because there was no cameras. There was no surveillance. Like yeah, there was no way, there was no DNA testing. Like people just like got away with stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like it's crazy. People had second and third families. There are no Facebook to track to see a tag yeah. photo from Chad with his two families in Montana and New York. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like it's crazy when you think about it. But speaking of movies, I saw Bros this weekend. Yeah, and it was, was so that? good. It's the one was with it? Billy Eichner. Yeah, the Billy. It's the it's the rom com. It's the gay love love story rom com, and they. They wanted to make like a gay feature film and it's really, really, really funny. It's really funny, really heartwarming. And they did a, he did a really good job with it. I loved it. It was, and it was funny because Luke McFarlane, who plays the love interest, a lot of people know him from Hallmark movies, but see, remember the show Brothers and Sisters with Sally Field that was on years ago? Luke McFarlane was in that show. And then he like kind of got, more well-known because he was in a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies, but he is the love interest in this movie. And it's really, so it's him and Billy Eichner and it's really funny. There's a lot of really funny cameos. Um, and yeah, so if you're looking for like a, a fun rom com type movie, I highly recommend Bros. It's very, it's very funny. It's okay. like a raunchy rom-com, which is good. Like Judd Apatow produced it. Oh, that does sound good. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. So yeah, so there's a, there's a British biopic, Sid and Nancy, and um, Sid's played by Gary Oldman. That's from 1986. Wow. And wow. then there's a 20, so they did do a 2022 mini series. Okay. So maybe that's why it's kind of like coming back up into circulation and- now, but I just saw that it was like a Philadelphia fact. I was like, I didn't realize Nance was from Philly. You know what? There has to be a story out there that I that eventually will be in a movie, but you know, it's so crazy how there's literally 
there's one out professional sports player and that's Carl Nassib who plays for, you know, he's from Westchester played for the Raiders. Now he plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and he came out last year and he's the only out NFL player and there's no out M- NBA players. There's no out um, major league baseball players. There's no out um, national hockey players. And the, I think it's really interesting, but you know that there's a story out there where there were two teammates that had a love affair that never could be in the public. Oh, probably. Yeah. I mean, there's so, there's so many stories that, and that happens in non, that happens just in life. You know what I mean? I know, but I'm just saying that's a good story. It's like Brokeback Mountain, the gay cowboys. (laughs) This is like, you know, that there's a gay athlete story where there's two gay athletes. Well, remember the, remember the movie Valentine's day? Yeah. Where it was Bradley Cooper and Eric Dane and Eric Dane played the very famous quarterback. And then he came out at the end of the movie, but you know, that there's stories there. There's, there's some teammates or athletes who were in love and had this epic, amazing, beautiful love story. And they never were able to be out. And I'm just waiting for that to come out because I think that would be a blockbuster. Mark my words. I better get producer. You can be the producer too. executive producers, Nicole, Natalie. Yeah, uh, Lipstick League Productions, it's coming. Our oh my God! Our movies are coming. Our movies Let's are coming. Go. Let's go. That's right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. And like I said, our movies are coming. We have more coming. The new scene. The new this scene. This was a little bit of a little bit of a schizophrenic little bit of a schizophrenic episode but you know what that's what we do we keep you on your toes keep you on your toes all right (laughs)